welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start uh, talking everything about Flanders and the Giro as well, uh, remember that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. I know he's waiting. Steve McKenzie, how are you? I'm pretty good. The hills are, are waiting. The, the room has got that aroma <laughs> of uh, deep-fried chips and mayonnaise <laughs> and a couple of cold beers. I'm... I'm pumped. And, and you've nice got... touch. Nice touch. <laughs> I got in and you'd, you'd already put the flag in position for me. And I'm very for happy. a Frenchman to put that flag up, yeah, that's it's big, something. That is a big deal. That is a big deal. This is nah, this is the one we have been waiting for. Absolutely. And uh, oh, it's going to be so exciting. It, it really is, isn't it? So first of all, before we, we start going deep into the fl- Flanders, remember the streaming actually starts at 650 Eastern uh, Australian time, but 6.50 on on demand and then 10.30, I think you're going to yeah, be Yeah, well. live. We go live at 10.30 on, on TV on Viceland. Viceland. Yep. But 6.50 on on demand. So if you want to follow the race pretty much end to end, that's the place to be. That's, SBS that's on sort of when you like the barbecue. Yeah. Light the barbecue, <laughs> just start marinating the meat a little bit, you know, maybe have your first beer around then. It's got to be Belgian, of course. Yeah, it's going to be, it, it is going to be a great, absolutely great uh, day. And as we said, yesterday in, in the build-up to Flanders, this is the biggest day, really, almost sporting day in Belgium yeah. and certainly in Fl- for Flandrians in, in the region of Flanders. So, Absolutely. Uh, no, yeah. it's great. There's a, there's a question uh, here on uh, how do we think uh, Luke will go uh, from Wendy. Well, you know what, Wendy? Wait a minute because Luke is going to be in this program. Mm. Uh, you interviewed him uh, a little bit earlier. So stand, stand still. We, we'll have a chat with Luke Durbridge. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. First of all, yeah, race that stopped the nation why is that because there's so many racing around the flanders classic but you know two of flanders is something different it's unique yeah it's it's a, it's a good question i think firstly it doesn't differ it's it's the same as the other monuments with the history so it's got the history that the other four monuments have got paris-roubaix Il lombardia milan san remo etc but then there's something about flanders and I don't know what it is. Uh, it's got, you know, it's the cob- whether it's the cobbled hills, whether it's just the absolute crazy passion that the Belgians have. We, we joke about the frites and the beer and the mussels, but that's what it's like. And for Belgians on that day, it's like their national holiday, you know, and certainly in that region. The, yeah. the, the, the whole, all of the other villages are quiet, you know, no one's out. Everyone's at home or they're at a park. They've got a TV. They've got friends over. That's what the day is about. Well, even more this year because more actually this year, yeah. the public is not welcome, if not prohibited, but absolutely not welcome on the roads because of the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, but I said this before on this podcast, uh, the race actually made some little packs for fan packs where you can actually buy and you get a cap and you get a few chips and stuff. We've ordered ours for next own. year just in case we don't get over. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we yeah. spoke about Luke Durbridge. Uh, you caught up with him a little bit uh, earlier on this week, yeah. uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, what are his chances? Look, I said it to you yesterday, and so I'll, I'll you know, re- re-say it because I think it's very relevant. When Matt Heyman won uh, Paris-Roubaix, no one really p- 
picked Matt Heyman to win on that day. When he got in the break, people still said, no, there's too many good guys there, better guys like Tom Boonen, for example. Rightly so. Luke Durbridge, I think, is in that sort of group, that bracket. He can, if on a good day, the right moves, you need a little bit of luck. Certainly in Flanders, you do, just like Pau Roubaix. He can make it happen. He's strong enough, and I think in a small group, he can outwit them as well. So he needs everything to go his way, but the other thing is there's a handful of guys like Luke Durbridge yeah. that fall into that bracket as well. Uh, last year's winner, Alberto Bettiol, yeah. the Italian for EF. No one predicted, no exactly. one picked him at the start of the day, did they? So that's why Luke Durbridge has a, a, absolutely has a chance. Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, this feature interview with Luke Durbridge. He explained exactly why Flanders this year, it's a must-watch race. Luke Durbridge, thanks for joining me. Uh, Tour of Flanders, here we go. Did you ever think you'd be lining up for the Ronda in October? Uh, no, never. Um, the only thing that's the same is the, the clocks change at the same time. So Flanders normally change at the start of the year, but now at the end of the year, we're doing the clock change back and uh, we're doing Tour of Flanders again. So I'm just happy that we're here and um, I'm just happy that we can do the one of my favourite races of the year. What's the feeling like, apart from obviously, you know, t- taking out the craziness of the year, what is the feeling like for Flanders, do you think? And, and you know, how do you gauge your form for yourself, from your competitors? What's that overall feeling like? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of energy around at the moment with, uh, you know, uncertainty about races and um, how people are going and, and things like that. It's just It's just a tricky time. But I was thinking. I was talking about this the other day with a few teammates of mine, and I don't think we've seen a Tour of Flanders where every single favourite, um, other than Peter Sagan, is uh, is here. Because normally the classics beforehand always eliminate a few, a few favourites um, with crashes and illness and Paris or Torino or something like that. So we're going to rock up to a Tour of Flanders where one, it's pretty much ninety percent of the riders' last race of the season. So there's that extra you know, desperation for the to get their result to make that twenty twenty wasn't a was a good season for them. And then you've got every single favourite there. So uh yeah, I think it's just gonna be uh a definitely an incredible spectacle. Um and uh, it's gonna be a lot of energy out there and a lot of um fast racing I I, I predict. How's the how's the build up and training for you? I think uh, last time we spoke to you, well it was a while ago back uh in when you were in lockdown and I think you'd, you'd lost count of how many kilometres you'd done on the indoor trainer. How has the, the season gone for you? And um, I guess you're just itching to get out there for this one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it hasn't gone, I guess, uh, to plan in, in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, I, I decided to focus for the TT at the Worlds. And, um, yeah, like the result wasn't what it was. I, I had a good ride um, uh, in terms of, you know, watts and numbers and things like that. But, uh it just, uh, in terms of the result sheet, it didn't come out on the result sheet. So uh, there's a few factors there that I can still improve on, and um, I'm definitely going to keep chasing that. Um, but I, 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 you had to sort of choose two focuses, at least two focuses for for this period because it was such a short season. And uh, mine was the World Championships, and then and then the Classics, and then you know obviously Paris Roubaix got cancelled, so that was a heartbreak um, for for myself and. Uh, and Gent Webergum is uh, 
is it was a good was a good test. Um, we were a bit unlucky with a, a few things in the race. Um, I had a bit of a crash, and our sprinter punctured right at the crucial moment. So that was unlucky, but you know that's the way it is at the moment. You know, you just got to keep going to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And um, what better way to finish the season with uh, with a good uh, a good ride in uh, Tour of Flanders? Hey, good luck. Thanks. There you go. That was uh, Luke Durbridge. Uh, we had a few uh, good questions actually here. Uh, here, how does Luke fit his hair do, under his helmet? Um, yeah, I'm actually a bit peeved off. I said that yesterday. I yeah. mean, you know, why? Why do you ask? Um, you're so happy, by the way, that we we heard from our uh, premier. I don't want to get into politics. I won't no. get into politics. However. <laughs> Hairdressers are open tomorrow. I was going to say, you're starting to look a bit scruffy. It was about. First I was, thing I th remember, I texted you saying, I don't care about the rest. Hairdressers well, are opening. Oh, seriously, people, I was going to bring the clippers in and give him a home job because, as you can see, I'm pretty good at that sort of stuff. But um, anyway, yeah. Luke Durbridge, uh, you know, we talked about his chances. He's really chilled out, but he explains really well about how and why this race is so important because pretty much everyone but GVA and Sagan are here. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And, and, He's dead right in saying it could be their last race of the year yeah. for a lot of these guys because mm -hmm. they don't know. We've got Depana that's coming up, another race in Belgium, a small tour, but that's obviously unsure. Go, Every yeah. race is unsure at the moment. So there'll be so much put into this. Yeah. Uh, guys like Philippe, we know it's his last race. It's also he's his first Flanders. It's, it's also yeah. his first Flanders. He's this is cool. This is Flanders. cool. He's really keen to show the, the jersey. I'm really keen for him to show the jersey. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's really cool because... You think he is a rider, really, for the Ardennes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. that's the type of rider he is. So in a unique year, we've been really blessed to have some different types of yeah. racing and some riders saying, hey, you know what? I'm only racing 10 or 15 times this year. I'm going to do a race that I was maybe going to wait five or 10 years to do towards the end of my career. Mm -hmm. So to have Alaphilippe in the world bands on the start line is massive. There's a, there's a comment here from uh, Kuji Fisken uh, that says, Van der Poel against Wood Van Aert. Uh, can you explain their perspective pros and cons? Uh, yeah, that, that's it's a, a tough one. Yeah, it is a good question. Yeah. I, think, I think, and without trying to dodge your question, I think we can, we can all, as fans, get too caught up in that battle as well. When, on actual fact, if you look at the start list, there are so many other guys on equal pecking yeah. form, especially in a race like Flanders. But like, like, like Durbo said, there's so many inside battle within that, those, those main battles that it's really hard to see how the race is going to shape out. Yeah. And overall, if, the one thing I will say about those two, if they focus on each other too much, forget it. Yeah. They, neither of them will win the race. End of story. But because, that's, that's what happened at the World Championship. Yeah, Pretty absolutely. Much. Yeah. So, you know, you got guys like you got the last year's winner, Betty Ol, you've got Alexander Christoph, former winner. He's in pretty good shape, Christoph. Yeah, he won yeah. the first stage of the tour, remember? So he's not done just yet. You got three former winners, guys like uh Sepp Van Mark, twice third, you know, Alaphilippe. We'll get to another one in a minute. Yeah. We'll have a chat about. So yeah, I don't think I'd, it'd be silly even for us to focus too much of the chat on, you know, Van Art versus Vanderpol. We want to see that battle, don't we, unfold? Absolutely. But, gee, this, is, this race is it's going actually to one so of the battles. It's see. one of the battles, Absolutely. one of many. Yeah. Uh, let's carry on the Aussie theme and uh, the Mitchelton theme as well. Uh, for the, the ladies, Yeah. Uh, and it's also a big, big race on the calendar. And you caught up with Grace Brown as well. I did. You, you've been a busy boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it was so good to chat with Grace and chatted with – can I say who else I chat with? Or well, Sarah Roy. Sarah, she's Sarah Roy. After that yeah, well. so I chatted with both of those ladies. They're, and they're both – obviously, Grace, we've sort of put the spotlight on her in the last 
few weeks, world champs, fifth in the TT. Yep. Second in Liège, another kilometre she might have caught Lizzie Dine, <laughs> and that was brilliant. But then the big win was Brabant's appeal. Yeah. So she's in awesome shape. And Sarah, uh, fourth in Wevelgem. So Mitchell and Scott come in with, I think, yeah, some real strong. firepower. So let's listen to this feature interview with Grace Brown, uh, and then we'll we'll debrief just about what she said. But this is now Grace Brown from Mitchell and Scott. Grace, thanks for joining me. Um, what an exciting few weeks of racing you've had. Are you still pinching yourself a little bit, firstly, with the World Championships, then Liège, but, of course, your big victory in Brabant's Appeal? Yeah, definitely still pinching myself uh, with my current results. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, sunk in a little bit, but uh, it still doesn't feel like something that I've done myself, so <laughs> getting used to the idea. And um, Rhonda van Vlaanderen, you know, it's one of the biggest one-day races of the year in any given year this one in some ways i think is going to be even more sort of special uh how excited are you for it and i guess surely you go into it with gee just a little bit more confidence that you might have had four weeks ago yeah it was um a big disappointment at the start of the year when we lost uh basically the full spring classics calendar because of the covid shutdown and since racing's been back on, I think everyone's been really um, looking towards Flanders as this, you know, it's just this thing that we've been trying to get to. Um, and it's a huge race and so many people say it's their favourite race. Um, for me, it's going to be my first first run at Flanders and, yeah, I've uh, yeah, it's, it's really weird for me being named as someone who could potentially be up there with a chance to win it. Um, I'm excited but also quite nervous. <laughs> Do you think there's a bit of the fact that because, like Liège, I guess, and I, I mean I loved your interview after Liège because it's also new to you still, these big races. Do you think in some ways that's a good thing because – you sort of don't have time to get overawed by some of the cobbled hills. You just say, okay, what it will be, it will be, and I've just got to race hard and race at the front. It sort of simplifies it a bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the history of it isn't lost on me. I, um, Yeah, ev everyone talks about the meaning of these races, but but I guess personally I haven't had that, that experience each year. Um, knowing what to expect and knowing how it feels to race such a race that's a big deal. So um, for me, I, I just try and treat every race as another opportunity, um, yeah, whether it's got a big name or not, uh, and go out there and race it to my best. So that's what I'll be doing again on Sunday. And the team, I mean, you know, <laughs> plenty of people are getting excited back here and for all the right reasons, yourself, Sarah Roy, who had a great race at uh, Ghent Wevelgem. Um, of course, Annemiek van Vluten is in the squad and also Spratty, just from a, I guess, a support and someone to have in your ear. It must be good to have Amanda back um, on the on the start list as well. Yeah, Spratty's um, an amazing leader in the team and she really brings us all together and gives us confidence um, in what we need to do. So I'm really happy that she's on the team as well. Um, yeah, we've got we've got such a strong team for Flanders um, with 
plenty of options for the final. So it's going to be exciting from our perspective. Do you change anything? Do you change anything from what you've done the last couple of weeks? You're, you're obviously going to be a bit more marked, I would imagine, from some of the other teams and the favourites. But in your mind, do you just say, right, I just keep racing the way I've been racing because it's worked uh, for me in the, you know, the last few results? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, as you've seen, like the last two results I got were long-range solo attack, um, which isn't you know, necessarily what I aim for, but I, my style of racing is just attacking when I see the opportunity and seeing where it takes me. So whether that's far out from the finish line or a bit closer, um, yeah, I'd even like to try a, a sprint finish one day, but we'll see, maybe not, maybe not at Flanders. Grace Brown, it's very interesting that she, first time at Liège, first time here at Flanders, but she's one of the contenders, definitely one of the contenders. It's mate. it's so cool. It, it is really cool. And you, we can't understate that, yeah. the fact that, you know, she almost won Liège best on Liège. Yeah. Um, she soloed in Brabant's appeal. You know, she doesn't in, – in the men's, for example, there, there's errors where guys would try 10 times. Yeah. They would move to Belgium. They would spend a month there if they didn't live there just to get to know the cobbled lanes, the bike paths or the footpaths that you know where you can duck up on the inside to move up just before the cobbled hill. Mm -hmm. So she's got none of that experience, but she's obviously got some knack and some nous. And in, I think that question I asked her about, or she said the history isn't lost on her, yeah. so she's respectful, but she treats every race just the same as, you know, maybe but a smaller race. Remember, on oh, yeah, she didn't remember the name of La Redoute, the climb. Yeah, yeah, she was like, oh, what was it, La Redoute? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That, I that was that. in a way cute. In oh, it was. Sense, it was. It, it was very so fresh. Yeah, it is. It's very <laughs> fresh, and but she's obviously got huge horsepower. Yeah, hasn't she? And, and she obviously proved that in the TT. At the and, I, and I wonder, Mister Debate, we can have is I wonder how you know the fact that Annemiek van Vluten is moving on. That's probably liberated her in a way because she knows now coming into next year she might have a bit more room in that team. She uh, might Grace. Have, yeah, Grace. Yeah. So she might yeah. have a better role to play, a deeper role to play in a team. So therefore, she's trying to to show off. Uh, strength a bit more? Well, I am curious about who the team leader or yeah. leaders are because you've got, and we'll hear from our second one in a sec, Sarah Roy, but then Anamik as well. Spratty's in the in the squad, yeah. but she will be there as a support role, I'd say 100%. But do you have three leaders? You yeah. can't really. You can have a plan A, B, and C, but anyway, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Yeah, and there's a good comment here from uh, Michael saying, amazing choice of flamingo background. <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> Belgium hotels for you. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> They're big into their wallpaper over there. But anyway, I don't know. I don't, as yeah. a Frenchman, I can say this. Yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Mind you, we're quite big on Yeah, I've been in some strange <laughs> French hotels, my friend. Sometimes carpet on it. But anyway, <laughs> that's a completely different discussion. Uh, you caught up as well with Sarah Roy, which yeah. probably will play a very strong role tonight as well. She'll play a massive role. She'll play a massive role. I get, rather than us talk, let's, yeah, let's let's hear from her and then we can debrief a little bit about what she says. Sarah, thanks for joining me. Um, I tell you what, I must say I'm super excited about Flanders because I think you girls have got a fantastic squad and obviously you're in pretty good shape yourself with a great result at Ghent Wevelgem. Yeah, we're we're excited too. It's so awesome that it's going ahead. And, you know, with the crazy year that it's been for this big special race that we look forward to every year, for this one to go ahead is really, really awesome. 
And, um, yeah, with the results that the team's had recently, we're really excited as well. And uh, I think we're all, you know, without to put too much of a negative on it, we're all obviously disappointed about Paris-Roubaix and you were one of the names, I guess, I had on my, you know, short list of, of women that could win that one. How much more emphasis now is on this race, Flanders, um, with the possibility that it could be your last race of the season? I think the approach we've had for every race this second phase of the season has been that it could be our last. So, um, but, you know, being one of the most sort of traditional, most special events of the year with Flanders and Roubaix, just, you know, the big um, hype that they bring and excitement and everything. Um, I'm personally pretty devastated that Roubaix is not going ahead. But, um, you know, on the other hand, it's only a couple of months till we get to do it next year. Um, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, there's every chance that Flanders will be our last race. Um, it's looking that way. So we're prepared that it'll be our last one and we'll definitely race like it is. So. And um, as I said, Gent Welcome, you were fourth there. What did you learn about your rivals? Did you learn much coming into this race now? And is there anything tactically that you think, okay, we can tweak some little things here to hopefully go, you know, one or two steps better uh, for Sunday? Yeah, I think uh, Gent Wobbegum was a really good, really good event to see where everyone's at coming into Flanders. Um, you know, it looks like Jolene Dior and um, Lodica Pecky, the two main sprinters this season are, are riding really well over the hills. So um, for sure they're going to be ones to watch in Flanders. And, um, yeah, tactically uh, I didn't ride a great race there in the final, so I more or less learnt a lot about myself in that last, um, you know, 500 metres. So <laughs> I'll take a lot into uh, any sprint that I do again now. But, um, you know, like my coach has said, it's been a long time since I've been in that situation, uh, not having raced much this year or, you know, the last time I did a sprint was probably, um, you know, 18 months ago. So uh, can't be too hard on myself, but I definitely learned a lot and I'm pretty keen to fix that, fix that, those mistakes that I made <laughs> ASAP. Well, fourth was don't be too harsh on yourself. <laughs> There's plenty of other women that would have taken a fourth place in such a big race. Um, Annemiek van Vluten, what sort of role can we imagine she will play at Flanders uh, because, you know, we all know how good she is, how strong she is, but, you know, what sort of a role can we expect to see her play? Um, I think Vludi, as we call her, will come into the race, um, you know, wanting to take an opportunity like she does in um, most of these big events and, and Flanders suits her as well to an extent. So, you know, she's definitely a rider that's um, worth uh, watching and um, having a good crack on the course. But um, she's been through a lot recently and um, I haven't been able to catch up with her yet. But I think it will depend on where she's at and how she's feeling and how she's recovered from everything. And uh, I think going into Flanders this year will be a little bit different for our team in that rather than having one clear leader, we'll have a few. And, um, and I think that will give us a really strong race to have more numbers in the final. Well, we wish you all the best here from Australia. I know you girls are going to put your best uh, legs, best feet forward, and uh, let's hope for a big result. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Is that Grace in the background telling you what to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sprung.
Sprung. I can't believe you left that in. And I've still got my itch, by the way. <laughs> no, but I left it because, one, you were itching. I was clutching. <laughs> it's like people need to see why uh, I have to end you. <laughs> but just... also the fact that they're roomies. And then such a good atmosphere because actually the two were in the same room. But we didn't know they were in the same room because we had two different connections. No, no, exactly. But then we found out after that. Yeah, so, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, very good question. I'm just, and I'm just going to be wary next time. <laughs> <laughs> wary what I record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good question here. Uh, is this could be Van Vluten's last race for the team? Uh, absolutely, it could be. Look, the other we don't, we don't know, but it could be. Look, there was a couple of snippets from one of those interviews. I think we didn't show that, uh, or maybe Sarah did say it. Um, three days of Depana or four days of Depana, it could be cancelled. Yeah, they're hearing rumours. Uh, we're not trying to spread a rumour, but I think it goes without saying that Europe is on a little bit of a knife's edge. Yeah. And I think that was going to be their last race of the year anyway for with the women. Um, and take out the Vuelta, it's the last race for the men as well. There's question mark around the training camp as well they were doing. Yes, so but that could be, yeah. be cancelled yeah, as well. Yeah. Most probably it could actually be the last race of Anna van Vluten in the Mitchelton Scott uh, jersey and outfit. Yes. Uh, accidentally, she would be in the European Championship. Yeah, country. true, true. Uh, but I mean, if, if you had any more reasons to watch it, she could go out with a bang. She could. Absolutely. No, it's um. And look, just if I can just touch yep. on the list. I'm look. I've got the men's and women's list here in front of me. You've got Anna Vanderbreggen, current world champ, winner in 2018. Jolene Tor, who uh, Sarah mentioned, Gent Wevelgem winner. Lotta Kopecky is in the start list. She was second at Gent Wevelgem. Corinne Rivera for Team Sunweb. She won in 2017. Uh, that was a brilliant win. I'll never forget that. And Liana Lippert, who won the Cadell Evans yep. road race this year, she has been a dynamite, the young German, for Sunweb this year. Lizzie Dynan, yep. Liège. But do you know who's not the here? The list goes on. Voss is not here. Yes, yes. Voss is not here. I know. Why is or that? Is it, do you know I why? I don't know. But, uh, I don't know Voss why. Is not it, here. Maybe Cyclocross or – I haven't – I'll confess, I haven't paid attention to her not being on the start list. I've only just – or we've only just noticed that. But um, – yeah, look, two start lists, both men and women, that are jam-packed. In the men, look at the lists I've got. I think there was a note there. Was it Crikey Cadell? Good, yeah. Good to have you listening, Crikey. Are you talking about Mikhail Kwiatkowski? I think he I is. Think, I think he is. I'm presuming yeah, he's that's... On, he's on form. He's yeah, on form. he's in great form. I think that's a good pick. There's there's a bunch of guys like that. Max Shackman. Yeah. You know, Bora Hansgrohe. He's, he's been in really great shape this year. There's guys like that. Matteo Trentin, uh, Tish Benut. Soren Krah Anderson. So there's a bunch of guys. I, that... I want to talk about uh, Matt Pedersen, former world champion. He's, he's on form. Can he be one of the smoky one to look for tonight? He's more than a smoky because he just won Ghent Wevelgem. So yeah. he is absolutely more than a smoky. He's, to me, one of the big favourites. He's placed on the podium at Flanders before. So absolutely, Mads Pedersen. I think he's one of the big... Um, being yeah. hopefuls. And uh, we got a, a comment from uh, Bernadette Chapman that says, Voss is not feeling 100%. She just tweeted it. Oh, well so done. Thank you. We now Thanks know why she's not here. Uh, honestly, if I had to ask you to pick two oh, or three for, pick for or a winner, winner for both. Winner for both. Tough one. Okay, I'll go with Pedersen. Okay. I'm going to go with Pedersen because he's on. He's so in great he's shape. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not okay. necessarily. No, I'm, so I'm going to go with him as a as a breakaway. Yeah. Or maybe small group, sorry, small group, two, three, and he'll win it from a from a small group because he's quick. Yeah. And in the women, oh, gee, 
I'm going to go with, as much as you all know I want to see an Aussie win, okay, but I'm going to go strategic here and take a motion out of it. I'll go with Liana Lippert, who I just okay. mentioned. She's been super. She she almost, she didn't almost, but she tried valiantly to get across to Grace mm-hmm. uh, Brown yep. in Brabant's Appeal. Absolutely. She's got a strong team around her with a sun web. They operate well. And I think Liana Lippert okay. uh, will win the edition. Okay. Well, I'll go with Alain Philippe uh, for the men and Van Vluten for the women. Boring. I know, boring. But, uh... <laughs> no, it's not boring. I'm just, I'm just giving Philippe you some boring. stick. Yeah, boring. he's not boring at all. You know, he may lose the as race. As long as he doesn't tie the arms up. <laughs> he may lose the race in the last centimeters, you know, <laughs> even though he's won it. So not You'll be, boring. How nervous will you be if he comes in the last 200 <laughs> meters? I'll be like, don't throw the arms up, mate. Throw them up when you're 20 meters past the line. Absolutely. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's also some other racing happening a little there race is, called the Giro uh, as well last night was uh, the TT um, so the the time trial um, what did you make of that stage it was a good stage mm-hmm. it was a great stage no surprises really the top two Philippe uh, Garner and of course Rowan Dennis they are the best they are the two best time trialists in the world at the moment Garner has got Rowie's measure and he's got it to the tune of 20 to 30 seconds because it's exactly what he did in the World Championships, didn't he? So I think we all expected that. But the real battle now is the GC yeah. as it heats up. And I've opened it up on, on my yeah. list here. Let's hear from Ghana, though. Uh, that's the, the toast and the, the, the thank you speech he did at the end of the of the stage, winning the stage. We'll, we'll listen to him and then yeah. we'll come back to, after that. Oh, thank you, guys. Sir. And uh, it's strange because... Uh... I start to home uh, to think I'm here for uh, help my teammate and now he's the victory number three and uh, it's super amazing for me. I hope uh, to give a good emo- emotion for everyone and uh, yeah, now I think tomorrow and uh, next week. And no pressure now, but uh, <laughs> I hope the next one. Possibly for you. Thank you. Speak, Charlie. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Cheers cheers to drink. Yeah. Um, That that was actually me cheering behind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They deserve some love, Ineos. Four stages? Yeah. Four stages for a team that their GC fell apart on day two. But three for him. Yeah, and he's, he's sorry, not sorry for this teammate. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I love how he gave a little bit of a ribbing uh, tongue and cheek to Teo Gaganar, yeah. who's writing general classification. So he's sort of pumping him up now, and they are. That's what you see. Jokes aside, and remember, until Ghana rode, Ron Dennis was in the leader. Yeah, and Ron Dennis was looking good as well. Yeah, so Ineos are really, really looking strong. Yes, uh, but yeah, you're right because. For any other team, we would go three, four, five stage win. Amazing. Mm. For Ineos, we go, uh, yeah. But I mean, no, it's it's brilliant. They deserve that. It's enormous. They deserve credit. Um, Credit where credit is due. Absolutely. And Uh, yeah, you want to touch on the GC? Yeah, let's talk about the GC because uh, Jai, Jai is still up here in tenth. Yes, yes. Uh, Jai Hindley. I think my expectations were probably too great for him in the TT. Based on previous ones, I thought he'll give this a big crack. He obviously did. He dropped a few spots. Not a big deal, actually. He's, he's dropped into 10th. So he's 3.30 off the lead. Almeida, yeah. no surprises, really, because he was second in that opening time trial. 
Yeah, but, so uh, he produced the best ride of all the GC guys. Yeah, uh, but this is where I would be still a bit surprised mm. that I'm not surprised he's up there, but I'm surprised that really, in terms of the GC, he gained time on everything. You know what it is? You know, you know exactly what it's like. Alaphilippe a year ago, exactly, sort of he won the TT. Remember what we said yesterday, saying yeah. they must be coached very well, and they're close to what Alaphilippe produced at the Tour de France. Mm. Remember we said that yesterday. They are replicating. Pretty much like for like what's happened at the Tour de France last year with Almeida. And so based on that though, he's gonna lose the jersey in a few Yeah, I'm still I'm still yeah. sticking with the old wise man, uh Vincenzo Nibali. So Nibali, where um, is he? He's in fifth overall at two minutes thirty off the pace. But Calderman, look, look at it. Calderman's got one minute thirty on Nibali. True. He uh, did a good ride. Yeah, he yeah, did a great. I think Calderman looks really good, but I mean, is it enough on someone like Nibali? Nibali was about four minutes off the pace with four stages to go okay. two, three years ago when, when Chavez took the yeah. Mallardosa, remember? And um, Seven Kruzvike crashed yeah. crashed over yeah. the top of the Stelvio. Nibali did two monster days and just blasted them. It sure. was it was off the charts. So Nibali, Nibali, and actually Nibali was quoted as saying, he, didn't, he finished the TT, crossed the line, didn't stop to the press. They released the statement later and he said, actually... I'm pretty happy with myself. My numbers that I punched out, the science, between my coach and I, that's exactly where we wanted okay. me to be. So I'm in good shape. Okay. So he wasn't he wasn't concerned at all. Now, whether it's smoke and mirrors or whatever, Nibbley's going all right. Yeah. And he and he go look, he's never been a pure specialist in the TT. He always goes better when the road goes yeah, up true. and it's deep true. in the third week. And also he's won he's won everything. Yeah, uh, pretty much in terms of Grand Tour and everything. So he knows how to win that that Giro in the third week. But he there's knows. a question mark. Yeah. The good thing is, the good thing is, what I like about this is Nibali isn't in the Mallorosa. Yeah. So he's still got to get there. If he was yeah. in it, we'd be saying, uh, okay, they're fighting for second. But remember, there's the TT, the last the last day. So yes. how much time should he pile on on someone like Calderman and you know, all these guys Almeida? Well, you'd think to he's got actually... It's a shorter TT, but he's going to have to have... Two minutes? No, I was going to say minimum one minute. Okay. Maybe a minute and 30. So what is he, two? What did you say? He's two. He's 130 of Kaderman. 130. Okay. So he's got to pull 233 minutes. From Kaderman. Well, yeah. it's doable. Okay. It's doable. Well, it's right. doable uh, tonight because we've got this stage coming up. Proper mountain stage. Yes. Uh, when Look at that profile. It's just come up on, on screen. Uh, we know, I mean, there's a word we used a lot, brutal. This is going to be a brutal stage. It is. And remember when we had our good friend on uh, Trent Wilson a couple yeah. of days ago, Trent used to live up in this area yeah. because he spent quite a few years, um, well, a few years as a pro, but also in his amateur days, he lived up in this area. He knows that final climb and he said, it's a proper, it's a proper mountain. So he said, this is, Sunday's going to be a big day. And he said, it'll give the GC a big shake up. So, uh no sleep tonight. No. I think. No point. You know, yeah. And you know what? Uh, it all starts at 6.50. So it's in a few hours' time. 6.50 online on SBS On Demand with Flanders. Uh, I think that's all we had to talk about today. But it's all about Flanders. All about Flanders oh, today. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. It, this is a big day. It's Super Sunday. We were calling it. Yeah. It's the grand final. Yeah, yeah it's is, is it it grand is, final? it's a big one. It's a big one. Someone's happy about the grand final, by oh, the yeah. way. <laughs> oh yeah, the other one, the other one that's not being played in Melbourne. That's all right though. Yeah. We won't. Let's not keep a lid on it. Next week, we'll talk yeah. about it next week. <laughs> anyway, thank you for uh, joining us. This was the uh, Swiss Cycling Central podcast. Uh, like I said, remember tune in six fifty tonight on SBS on demand, ten thirty on SBS Viceland for Flanders. 
you will be there. I, I think the there. whole crew will be there. Yep. And I'll be in front of my TV, maybe drinking my second or uh, my third one of do this it. one. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Until the next uh, show, tomorrow will be... the no, no doubt we'll be debriefing oh. uh, a la Philly's victory. We'll be debriefing. We'll say, we'll say. <laughs> it's by far. Bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to swift.com and start your free trial.